When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gwen, I, I, I tweeted it earlier, but I, I'm willing to call it an all-timer from Kat today. I mean, I don't really know how else to describe it. I mean, how else do you describe it except perfect? <laughs> it's truly perfect. I mean, Kat Sandercock comes in and delivers uh, the outing of a lifetime at the exact right moment for Florida State. Uh, absolutely needed it after the early one. I know I'm sure everyone's... Uh, uh, was, was, was heart, heart was maybe skipping a beat here and there after the first one? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I was, yeah. Yeah, shade, shades of last year, a little little, oh, little panicked moments. The SEC team here with a little weird tint of red color, and here we are again. And Yeah. Here we go. But, uh, man, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, but Kat simply was fantastic uh, obviously perfect is the correct word because it, yeah. it is a perfect game to advance to the super regionals florida state ends up winning game seven of the tallahassee regional heading down to face georgia in those super regionals and really um you know cat cat did it basically i mean i don't want to say by herself obviously you need to have a run to make it one nothing but, <laughs> yeah um it felt like they could have played 12 innings if they needed to and and cat would have still done it so efficient um staying down not really giving them much of anything at all yeah it never felt like they threatened Gwen it just seemed like Kat just had this game in her pocket oh yeah I mean there were like two innings back to back where she threw like four pitches or something like that like they were I mean it was as much as Kat doing Kat things as it was like South Carolina helping Kat do that just like being really aggressive and like taking first pitches and everything like that. I mean, it was outstanding for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I was telling you this before we started, I'm, I'm home in Louisiana visiting family this weekend, graduation weekend, all the things. So apologies if the audio is bad. If my parents' dogs decide to bark in the middle of this, it, it's probably a chaotic mess. But I was watching this on my phone uh, out fishing with my dad in, in the bayous and things or whatever. And, you know, the signal isn't exactly the world's greatest thing. So it would be in and out. And, you know, I'd catch maybe like the first out of an inning and it disappear and come back. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, third inning, Stina, she's, she's got like no pitches. And I was like, oh, fifth inning. She still has like no pitches. And it was like sixth inning. She's up like 40. Yeah. And I think it, it was, it was around, just it was around, like 50. Yeah, something like that. It was around like the fifth inning where ESPN really started to get a hold that Cat was throwing throwing a perfect game. And when I tell you, they mentioned it so many times. They had like two different graphics of about her having a perfect <laughs> game. They literally put on the screen, perfect game alert. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, you can't even <laughs> do that right now. But I mean, Kat overcame it, so it's okay. I did laugh out loud at the, um, what was the, the, the announcer delivery? Because um, I had it playing on the speaker in the, in the, in the boat. And she, she said, like, uh, she's throwing a perfect game right now. Don't at me. It's my job to tell you what's happening, and it's happening. I mean, it is their job, but it's like you don't need to say it a bunch of times, and you certainly don't have to have two different graphics up about it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, they said it. They did the graphics, and uh, you know, luckily, Cat wasn't watching the broadcast. She didn't have <laughs> she didn't have S- ACC Network Plus on or wherever yeah. the game was streaming in the in the dugout. Um, <laughs> I, I you know I, I really wish I had more words for it. I just yeah. It really was back against the wall playing for your season as uh, clearly the favorite playing at home and a, a team that's proven with Donnie Goborn on their side that it's tough, man. You know, it, she's yeah. just as capable as, as throwing up zeros left and right that you really needed to have this performance from Kat. And, uh, you know, with with the way everything sets up, obviously everyone can be present at the moment. That's, that's just as good of a pitching performance as you can have. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, even with the brief, I don't know if you caught this while you were out, but there was a brief weather delay. It was 40 yes. minutes long. And just even to still come back out and like have that mindset that Kat had and just keep going and not let the like, and 40 minutes isn't long, you know, comparatively to like it could, could have been a lot longer. 
but I mean, a break is still a break. So, I mean, it was really outstanding to see Kat come back from that 40 minute rain delay. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it, it's a perfect example in, in, to, to make the joke of the way the ACC, ACC network stream was working. We, we were headed on the, you know, playing on the speaker when it came back through a spot, we lost it. I had the weather, the like ESPN plus your events in a rain delay. Like they just advertise all their stuff mm-hmm. playing for a few minutes. I just thought it was a commercial. And then I looked down, I was like, Oh, weather delay. Um, but yeah, the mention in that is the 20 minutes not only gives Cat a chance to lose her focus, it gives South Carolina a chance to kind of really yeah. reset. You could see that, you know, they might have been down on themselves, frustrated, annoyed, that like we can't figure her out. Um, you get a chance to stop. And like you said, it just it did not phase her at all. So, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know what we gave her eight minutes. It still feels like not not enough gushing about Cat, but um I mean, one hell of a performance. We'll get to Georgia and what's coming in the S- in the Super Regionals here in a bit, and uh, what the the other regionals around the country. I do want to backtrack to the beginning and kind of walk through this regional as as it went through the weekend. As I know, Gwen, we recapped this one. This one, this region, we talked about being one of the tougher ones in the country with uh, UCF and South Carolina both in it, and um, I think it kind of fell exactly like you would have wanted. I think yeah. it, you really didn't want to face this South Carolina team in that winner's bracket game, and, and it worked out that way. Uh, thank you to UCF, I guess, for that first <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, so game one, you open with Marist. You win 9-0 in five innings. Uh, no, no hits, correct? A no-hitter. Mac gives you four no-hit innings, only walk, allowed one walk. McKenna gives you the one inning to kind of, I guess, I, I call it close it because I ended up walking it off in the bottom. Uh, you get the two run homers from Michaela. Kaylee and Dak, I, you know, I, I don't know. Pull home. You, you, you want out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, Maris, I mean, Maris proved later on in their game against South Carolina that they're a good team, but I mean, yeah, the opening game against Maris, it was Marist, Marist. I don't know. Um, I, well, that was great. When you, so you said it and I was like, well, I watched this when I had, I got like a TV in my home office and I had it on mute in the corner so I was watching, but not listening. So I was like, well, maybe I was just saying the name wrong the whole time. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Tomato, tomato, I guess. <laughs> it's now 6-6, six, six, UW McNeese. Oh, man. So, yeah, so we're recording this right now as that game goes on in the top of the seventh, right? It's yeah. eight here in Central Time, nine Eastern. It's the last super, last regional still ongoing. It was, what, 6 nothing. I need to open the inning. Uh, and yeah. they're now tied up. So we will – I've got it all behind me, and you get to listen along to the result. You already know. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think you just did what you were supposed to do in this one. Obviously, the big story continues to be anytime you turn to Mac, it seems to bring great results. Yeah, I was really, like, impressed with Mac. I mean, I have been the last couple starts. I mean, I we got the question, I think, last week. It was like, is Mac going to be the third pitcher? And that she proved that she is the third pitcher now. Like, we'll probably get to this later on. It's like, should Mac have started this first game today? You know, what was up there? But, I mean, it's all hindsight, relative, 2020, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I shot you something similar earlier today. You ignored me. It's fine. Well, um, <laughs> I had I, I was saving it. Okay. You're like, you're like, I'm not letting you steal my thoughts, jerk. <laughs> um, yeah, so you so you get the win there. We mentioned it earlier. UCF beats South Carolina in their opening game. So you get UCF in the winner's bracket game, and uh, it allows you to go to Cat. And she pitched uh, six and two-thirds, a lot of traffic, eight hits, two walks, but limits to only one run. Um, yeah. I, I, that, it, it obviously, I don't want to call it a polar opposite performance to what she gave you today, but uh, the ability to – work through it you know i cat as a as a ace of his staff being able to just win so many ways has allowed so many things for this team obviously they fell down early they're down one nothing in this one but you got the ability you knew you were probably going to get zeros the rest of the way or you felt it wasn't going to be like a five zero a five you know something where you were going to fall yeah. behind a lot yeah i mean i i heard on today's broadcast that the eight hits that cat gave up was like the most she's given up this season um so it very much was polar opposites for cat but i mean she she knows like that's why she's the acc pitcher of the year that's why she's one of the best pitchers in the country like she knows how to overcome that like she knows how to let her defense work behind her um and yeah she she just has that mindset that nothing really matters all that much 
Yeah, it's the difference in just that extra level of veteran yeah. know-how, the, the, the one extra step. Um, offensively, it felt like another one of those pressure games where, where they can kind of just put pressure on you with the speed around the bases. Yeah. I mean, that and just like, I think UCF played really well to start the game. Um, obviously, it didn't really end up being that way. Um, Chloe Evans was Chloe Evans for UCF. Like she was outstanding. Um, but you know, you don't want to let their best hitter beat you. And we didn't let the, we didn't let her beat us. So. Yeah, they, uh, she was three for four in the game. So, I mean, she, she was the offense for them looking at the, the, um, the box score earlier. And just, and just like, we also didn't let Sarah Willis beat us because, you know, you watch the game, like, you know, the, the, the gripe behind how long it takes Sarah Willis to pitch. And like, that was called a couple times in the game too. Oh, Washington just scored. Um, so now it's seven to six, Washington. <laughs> but, um, watch along with us. Yeah. So, I mean, it did work to our advantage that one time when Michaela got on and then this, like, the sub of the century and Maya came in. We all know how that works. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of what it was from there on. Like we didn't let Sarah Willis get to us. Like, you know, on the broadcast, the broadcaster was talking about like, you know, if you're a hitter, like you don't want Sarah Willis to determine you're at bat because she's taking so long, you know, when it takes that long, you know, she's, you start to get in your own head and everything like that. And it's like, that's exactly what Michaela Edenfield did. Like she stood there, she let Sarah Willis do her thing. But then after a while she was like, I'm going to call time for myself. And I'm going to determine my at bat. Um, and then it worked because the umpire was like, you can't take that long anymore. Um, so yeah, it was, it was crazy all around, but I, I was really proud and like excited to see the fight that the, the team had for sure. Yeah. You'd like to see them, um, and you see it get away from other teams in these regionals where if you're the higher seeded team, you can kind of see the pressure start picking up. And if, you know, you're in that situation where the pitcher feels like, you know, this is my game. I'm taking forever. I'm working at my own pace. It's very easy where you start feeling the pressure, you start pushing. Um, and as you said, it was great to just see this team say, no, like this is our, this is our game. This is our, we are the better team and we're here to yeah. show it, you know, yeah. step out, take the break and do that. Yeah, I think Kaylee Mudge got a little bit mad after a while because just like after probably like the fourth or the fifth inning, like her at bats, it felt like she started to get angry in them. And, you know, Mudge doesn't get angry, but like she got a little bit more, I don't even know, just not happy, like a little bit more aggressive with it. And it was like kind of cool to see because it's like, you know, the broadcast said a thousand times we go as Mudge goes. And it's like, if Mudge is buckling down, like we need to buckle down too. And that's, that's what it was. Cause Kaylee Mudge had, had an outstanding game. Yeah. She was two for four, two hits. Um, obviously that's what two for four means. Brian, two RBIs, two runs scored. Um, she had the RBI double in the seventh, the, the fielder's choice there in the fifth. Um, you know, I don't know. It, she was frustrated. She took it out and it worked out great. Cause she, she yeah. was the driving force in this offense. Yeah, uh, and especially, I mean, you know, like I, I don't want to harp on on Sarah Wills too much, Willis too much, but I mean, you know, you're talking about someone nineteen and three on the season too. I mean, not someone who, who is you know, she's used to taking control and just kind of yeah. holding the game to take it away from her, take the lead. Um, it, it's it, it made me think of last weekend when we posted our our podcast about this this regional, and the comments were filled with, you know, the the. Uh, selection committee hates Florida State and we're the devil. I don't know what we did to them. And yeah, it's a tough regional. And I, and I think I said this in the comments, but um, you have to win. Like at this point yeah. in the season, it, it's, it is every team who is the best of their conference and yeah. one of the best out there who are playing to win, I guess, you know, depending if you're in the loser's bracket, three, four games this weekend. Yeah. And whoever can do that out of the four is the one that's going to end up winning. Um, yeah. We talked about the fear of, of this game being the the Donnie game. UCF gave it to you, and you went and you took it from Sarah. So it, it, in the same vein, it is what you like to see out of a championship contender that you didn't see maybe in, in some of the other regionals, which we'll get to. Um, you move on to the winner's bracket game earlier today. You alluded to it. Um, they just never felt like they had a chance in this one. Yeah. Um it just didn't ever feel like 
they had anything. Um, because you get to the fourth and Donnie comes in and throws a four perfect innings on you. Um, especially in a home game like this, you feel like you get that kind of momentum changing hit walk, anything, even when you're yeah. down, like you're only down two, you just needed one person on it to be one swing <laughs> away. And it just, um, it, it never felt like they really had a chance, which is, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but, but obviously it worked out in the end, but in this one, it, it definitely felt that way earlier today. Yeah, I mean, this is probably where we can start talking about, like, do you, who do you start kind of thing? Because mm-hmm. um, you could probably make the argument, like, oh, Cat should have started. Um, and I've watched a couple different games, like, throughout this weekend. And, like, the especially these winner-take-all games, like, you know, the broadcasters are talking about how, how do you start these winner's bracket, you know, games with your ace on the bench? Um, cause for those teams it like came back to bite them and they lost. Um, I think that happened with LSU. I'm sorry. Cause you're wearing the tiger shirt. I um, am right now. Yeah. We watched that <laughs> game earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, but I think we have a deep enough staff to like not have to start cat, but it's also like, then who is the best person to start? Um, I think in the minds of Florida state, like if we lost this game, like we have a game too, and we know we can come back from it. And it's not going to be a repeat of last season. Yeah. Um, look, I, I'm not even going to pretend to be the expert on this one. I'm not. I, I'm just going to go ahead and be the, the armchair quarterback on it. But um, I was anxious about those decisions. Yeah. Today. I mean, I'm, I'm again, I, I am nowhere in any way, shape or form, anywhere close to coach <laughs> in the ability to lead this team. She's the coach of the number three team in the country. She's a national champion, all the things. So hats off to her. Um, I just, I, I was surprised. And I, like I said, I messaged you earlier today and was shocked by the choice there. And not because I don't think Allie or yeah. Allie and Allison as a combo are, are incapable of winning this game. Um, but the it's fear just, of putting this to a one game. Yeah, it's just kind of like. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Where you know the other team has an ace that can go toe to toe with yours. Yeah, uh, that I was like, that is a nerve wracking choice. So I, I don't know how many more thoughts you have on it, but um, you mentioned Mac as a potential starter. I understand not going to Cat if you have a second game and and if you get an early lead, then then throw her in there. I could see that. Um, yeah. But I, I I I don't know. I'll just hand the floor over to you on. on just general that kind of strategy aspect of it when you know South Carolina has the ability to just throw zeros after zeros. Yeah. I think maybe after, I think it probably started off as like, we need to get Allie some post because that's what coach is all about. Right. It's getting everyone experience um, in different environments. Cause now I think everybody except, you know, Maddie Bach and Emma Wilson have pitched in this regional um yeah. so they have the postseason like they have more of the postseason experience um they have more of the ncaa tournament experience um and that's probably honestly what it was all about and then i feel like you know once once you put ali in there mckenna is going to come shortly after so <laughs> i mean i it was probably going to be a pitch by committee anyway because i don't think ali like is like i don't think her plan is to go seven innings no. Um, this coach's plan is to go seven innings with Allie. So it's kind of like see where Allie takes you, then go from to McKenna from there. Um, I was a little bit shocked that they took McKenna out only after an inning, but it probably is going back to the thought of Allison needs to pitch um, in this environment. So, but I, I honestly think McKenna should have stood in. But yeah, I think if you keep McKenna in and it's at two, you probably feel a whole lot better about your your chances to maybe come back there. I mean, they obviously yeah. they scored two more in the fifth. And at that point, I don't know. I did. I sure in the world didn't think they were scoring four and they yeah. only had two hits the whole day. Yeah. Um, it was just a, um, it was, I think exactly what we feared when South Carolina landed in the bracket, a team that had oh, just yeah. been red yeah. hot in the sec tournament yeah. with the pitching, just being like, wow, that is a silent bat. Yeah. I mean, I, it's crazy how like, things can keep working so repeatedly um, for a team. You know, we have the Maya Michaela combination and then South Carolina has the start one pitcher one time or two through the order. And then dugout Donnie comes into the game. 
Um, and she shuts it down. Like, that's just crazy how it's worked so many times. Um, but I mean, when you're as good as Donnie Gilborn, it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It, it was a, it was South Carolina executing their plan. You know, we've talked about it all year. The Friday night game is, is the cat McKenna game. And that's exactly right. It was their plan laid out and exactly how they would have wanted it. Um, we talked a ton about Cats' performance in this winner-take-all game, and we've seen across the country where the, the home team doesn't get this game. Um, obviously, we talked Cats' performance and all the things there. Um, getting the run to win this one, I think, is just what continues to make me think and, and has along the way been what we've brought up a lot, that this team just can put so much pressure on you from so many different sides I mean, this was a nothing play to basically win the game. You had a runner on second. You just dropped a bunt and scored from second. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the ball got thrown away, but it's just the pressure you can put on a team. Yeah. I mean, that's just what Florida State is. Like, they know what is needed and how to execute that. And it's it's a little bit of luck in some terms of like, oh, the other team has to make a mistake. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Obviously, we we did try a couple more times and we – didn't get the opportunity because in the same inning, Janai got caught in a rundown that was like kind of unnecessary. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Josie gets thrown out at home um, a couple innings later on what is or is not an obstruction call. What did you think about that? I I, I felt like she had the ball. I understood the like the she doesn't she doesn't give her a pass. But I didn't think I thought, yeah. she, you know, I was like, she's going to be out. Yeah, I thought so, too, because like the obstruction rule is like you have to provide a clear lane for the runner unless you have the ball Um, and the catcher had the ball like pretty early on. Um, The only way I could have seen it like overturned is because she truly didn't give Josie like any room to try. Um, But at that point, like she had the ball for so long, it was like you're going to be out. So, yeah. Yeah, I I I I felt that and the, the announcer kind of said the same thing where, you know, she was kind of like, there's just, there is, I, I understand the obstruction. We don't want players running into other players, but yeah. um, I mean, she's, she's clearly going to be out on this one. Um, you know, and I, and I think, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really catch the reaction again. I was watching on the only connection to the internet I had on my phone. So <laughs> I wasn't really t- tweeting around, but um, I don't know how many people were upset about it, but obviously any reviewed play could be one of those. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think I saw too many people like upset about it, but who knows? Maybe I was just not looking at the right thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I Again, Kat in this one, 59 pitches. The only thing I can otherwise I can really say was, you know, it felt almost like the opposite of the of the first game where, where I felt like Florida State was never going to get anything going. This one just felt like South Carolina just didn't have anything. Obviously, they yeah. didn't. They, they never got <laughs> anything going, but it yeah. just it never felt like they really were going to. Even when they were up at the end, I was like, this is over. Just yeah, um, you know I think uh, was it maybe Brooke gave her the best battle there in the in the was it the sixth? Yeah. Let there? me let me tell you that uh, something about Brooke Blankenship being on the field seemed a little bit the air was different. I don't know. Made you a little anxious. It, it, not, just... not me. I just think the entire vibe was a little mm-hmm. bit interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll let that sit and anyone else can fill in the blanks. So the guys in the comments from like six months ago who were freaking out about what we know, what we don't know, please don't read into this. I know that's how you I mean, I, d- I don't know anything. I'm just saying like, if you just watch the game and you're like, oh, hmm, interesting. Yeah, it was a perfect- um, Just the you know, way player. I think that Brooke and us kind of interacted with each other seemed to come across on camera. Yeah. You could feel it? I could feel it. Whatever it is, I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is, we we had the, we had the ick. We could feel it through the through the screen. Um. So yeah. Oh. So you win the game one nothing. You are you are heading to the. What you got? We got a, we got an update. What happened? Uh, McNeese, McNeese, sorry, this is McNeese Washington again. One runner on bottom of the seven, two outs. Okay, one, so it's gonna be one swing to win the game, one swing to be the out. Yep. We are the we are your twelve hours ago. <laughs> live update of a game you've already seen the result of. Um, so Florida State wins 1-0. They win the Tallahassee Regional. Congratulations. Whoop, whoop. You know, you did what you are, quote unquote, supposed to do. Again, we've yeah. seen other teams around the country who did not. Uh, we'll get there. But one that did take care of their own regional uh, is the Georgia Bulldogs. They win theirs. Uh, I think they swept through. Let they me did, scroll. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they swept through Boston, Virginia Tech, and NC Central. Um, I, I, Gwen, I told you this one. I, I didn't get a chance to look at really anything of Georgia. We talked about them a few weeks ago as or last week as a team that can hit the ball. Uh, and I will now just, just just cede the floor to you and let you just spill your Georgia knowledge on the countertop, whatever you've got. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what they did. They just like hit their way through this regional. It was really not any much of a chance for anybody else. Um, for those who don't know, their, score, their, their scores were 12 to nothing, eight to three and 12 to three. Um, so they very much came out and swung it. I mean, it, it's just like insane. I think how like much this team hits the home run. Um, so that's definitely something to watch next week, especially with like pitchers like McKenna, where she's more of a rise ball pitcher. So maybe who knows, maybe who knows how much we'll see McKenna. Um, but yeah, I mean, Georgia, I also heard that every year that Georgia goes one and out in the SEC tournament, they go to the women's college world series and they went one and out in the SEC tournament this year. So who knows? Well, Every year that, I don't know, I was going to make up some stat. Every year, Florida State, something, something, College World Series. It's just such a pointless stat, but it's just, it's kind of funny at the same time. So something to look out for, I guess. Something to be nervous about. And as if fans needed any more of that, they were already, they're already hearts beating through their chest earlier today. And now you have to worry about this phantom magic of an opening game turnaround. I'm trying to check like home runs per game. I mean, it's pretty impressive to outslug Virginia Tech. Uh, that is a team oh, they played yeah. twice in that regional. Um, pitching wise, are, are they a strong pitching team? Are they okay as a pitching yeah, team? I, I really like Georgia's pitching. Um, they have more pitching than they did last season when they kind of only had one. Um, but now they have <clears throat> Madison Kerpix and Shelby Walters, who are kind of like their one two combination in the circle. Um, it looks like so yeah Shelby Walters has a 1.45 ERA um she uh, her and Madison Kerpix are pretty much the same um in terms of like innings pitched but Shelby only had they each only have eight home runs given up and their opposing batting average is less than it's like I don't know it's less than 250 I guess um but yeah, they have a pretty solid pitching staff. Like they know how to last seven innings. They know how to, you know, not get rocked as easily. And Washington wins the game. Um, so there you go. There's Washington. your update that you already know. Washington um, wins live on the air. They were down six nothing when we started, and they win right here on the air. There you go. That's crazy though. But anyway, I know. I thought it was. I I pulled it. I put it on earlier, and I was like, oh, they're done. Wow. No, I was. You know, whatever. Um, they do have. Madison Kerpix and Shelby Walters going back to that they have a pretty decent amount of hits they have over 100 each um I think that's a pretty good number they don't really have much outside of them about like hits allowed or yeah hits allowed um okay. I think probably the number shouldn't reflect what how I think a good job she probably can do in relief but Kylie Macy has a 4.28 ERA um but I think she's like probably their best reliever option out of those. Um, the other literally five or six they have on staff. Um, they were pretty deep pitching staff, but they only really use Shelby Walters and Madison Kerpick. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Look quickly while I was sitting here, while you were talking and, and we were updating on the Washington game, the uh, I, I took a look at some of the stats they've had three more shutouts this season than Florida state has in six fewer games. So, um, you know, they've got that, but they do also have a, their 30th in ERA, a little higher than Florida state. So I assume other games, they give up more runs. So it seems like they're kind of more like, we're just going to completely shut you down or we're going to give up some runs. I assume yeah. that's probably the deeper parts of the staff. If I had to guess. Probably. Um, and they are fifth in, in home runs per game, uh, which I think is only behind like Virginia tech, Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, they, they have probably actually, I'm taking a look at it right now. They have one, two, three, four players with double digit home runs. So, I mean, that's four out of nine players in the lineup that you can't rest easy for, for sure. And then um, probably two or three are really good on the base pass. Um, Dallas Goodnight is their leadoff hitter. She is the speed. She has 20, 
221 stolen bases. So, I mean, I think with her speed and the rest of the power hitters, like Georgia's definitely not a team you can like sleep on for an inning or two for sure. Yeah, looking at the the other numbers, I mean, it seems like everything that I look at, they're either just above or just below Florida State, like right in that day. It just, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to really be like, well, that's a tough team because, yeah, it's a super regional. Like, that's how this is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other thing I see is they, they're also pretty high in fielding percentage. I don't see Florida State on the first page in fielding percentage. So, um, you know, maybe something that to keep an eye on. But, I mean, what are you going to do? keep them from forcing errors. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just play clean, clean ball, which is something you're yeah. going to pretty much have to do in a super regional anyway. Um, I don't know, man. All I'm going to say is I think next weekend is going to be a really fun weekend. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't think for either team, it's going to be easy. And I don't think it's going to be a two game. We're done. We're going to the women's cultural series for either team. I think it's definitely going to go three. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, the one thing I could say is looking at their uh, kind of RPI rankings, they crush obviously 200 plus, 100, 250 to 100, even 26 to 50. They're nine and three, but in those top 25 RPI games, they're 10 to nine. Um, so maybe that's that's an area where obviously Florida State's like what, like three, I think, in RPI or two, somewhere somewhere in that top RPI window. Um, so, you know, may, maybe there's something there where, where, they had struggled against those higher teams, um, yeah. but you know, watching them absolutely just crush through their regional this weekend is obviously something to watch. But look, you know, I mean, it's also like, yeah, Virginia Tech does have like MLM Lindsey Grime, but it's like they also none of those teams in that regional had like the caliber of pitching that Florida State does. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting. Um, that's probably going to be the biggest storyline is like Georgia's offense compared to Florida State's pitching. Yeah, see how I, – I'm curious just generally on your thoughts on this one because I've had this the same conversation with friends recently. How do you feel this Florida State – I guess it's really probably the pitching staff when anything plays in a regional versus a super regional? Obviously the format being so much different. So like what I was thinking with – uh, this is a conversation I was having with friends. You mentioned I'm wearing my LSU shirt now, but for the LSU baseball team that was number one in the country before, mm-hmm. um, they've struggled with the bullpen. And my thoughts there was I felt that like LSU's baseball team is a better super regional team than a regional team. Like I'm more worried about their ability to get out of a regional than a super regional because the amount of games it can take to win. You know, yeah. you might have to play four or five, you know, four or five games, depending on how it shakes out. Whereas in a regional, it's three. And we've seen Florida State play so well in these, obviously, three-game sets all year. This is just another three-game set. Um, do you think there's anything to that in, in, a, in a softball setting, in a, in a uh, for, especially for this team that seems so well-rounded? I mean, it's pro- it probably is different just because, like, softball, you don't have to worry about how Deep long. bullpens. And, yeah, you don't really yeah. necessarily have to worry about that. But I get it because it's like we didn't play South Carolina before, you know, today. And it's like, if we got UCF in this uh, Sunday matchup, like it would have been different because we had already seen UCF, but we hadn't seen South Carolina. Right. Um, I think next weekend, like like you said, it, it's basically like another weekend series. Like you're just playing three games against Georgia in their oh so happens to be like a lot higher stakes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that I guess- big of a difference, I guess. I guess the one the one aspect I think that can translate is that importance of the second game, um, especially if you're the home seed, because like if you're the, if you're the one seed, you should handle the first game looking at you UCLA, and if you don't, uh, or you do presumably, and then you get to that winner bracket game and it becomes so important, right? Because then you have to win three in a row versus yeah. like in a regional setting that second game becomes so important versus a. A weekend where they're all kind of the same. You just need to win two of them, whether you win the first and the second, the second and third doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of play it maybe a little more chill. I don't even know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but like where like you can feel the pressure ramp up a lot higher. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Figured I'd throw it out there and see what you thought. It probably doesn't make any sense. Uh, looking around, no big upsets this weekend. Nothing really important happened except for UCLA losing. Oh, um, <laughs> oh Yeah. I guess it's now like the curse of the two seed because, I mean, at least we made it <laughs> regional final. 
UCLA didn't win a single game. So yeah, was it Grand Canyon? And then was it Liberty that got them in the second one? Grand Canyon, the Fighting Sydney Cheryls, um, and then, <laughs> yeah, Liberty, yeah. Yeah, so it was a quick one, too, for UCLA. Uh, a team, you know, y- you mentioned it last week, you you were kind of unsure if they were going to end up getting that two seed after losing the, the um, Jesus, Pac-12 championship game. Um, uh, you know, a team that obviously was so strong all season long, and I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to pull up their record right now so I can finish my thought and not just sit here and stare at you. But, uh, you know, I mean, they, they couldn't have lost that many games all year. You lose three in a row and you end the season without a Pac-12 title. You don't even win, you don't win, a re- or I guess, a regional title. But, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that's uh And it's crazy brutal. because, yeah, I, you know, it was kind of like us last year and it's like UCLA, UCLA this year. It's like you have such a great team. You have, like, hypothetically like the team of all teams like you have Megan Grant and Jordan Willery like the two best freshmen in the country um and you have Maya Brady you have like this amazing pitching staff and it's like it doesn't really matter at the same time because if you can't get it done when it needs to get done like someone else will and you know Grand Canyon did like yesterday I I heard today when I was watching one of the games in the in the Los Angeles regional it's like UCLA out hit Grand Canyon by a significant amount and grand canyon still won it's because you know grand canyon came up with the play that needed to happen um the three run home run to take the lead so it really doesn't matter how good of a team you are or whatever how it took you to get there just matters when you can show up for your team yeah and and to be clear i am still trying to find their record on this website they have like overhauled their whole the whole ucla softball homepage as like a (laughs) los angeles regional Home, 52 and six there we go yeah. but like the the whole front home page is like regional here's how our path to a championship and yet yeah, and i'm like ooh, rough <laughs> um yeah they finished 52 and seven so i mean you lose lose four games the whole year uh, when you get to the pac-12 championship game and you you lose three straight and you're done it's yeah. just brutal yeah all at home you lost three games at home all year yeah wow. and i i guess another upset so to speak is oregon wins the Fayetteville regional so well uh, hold on you you said upset so to speak but I don't I think someone's last week said that Oregon was the team to watch in that regional wasn't me it was you yeah I mean it is but like you know was it me did I do that technically technically it is an upset um because Arkansas was the seeded team but yeah I think that was a really good regional I I'm not surprised obviously that Oregon came out of it um yeah Dang. Now they have to go up against Oklahoma State. So I I feel like Oregon could take the super, in my opinion, if we're taking picks. Well, let's take picks. Let's go around the whole horn here. Uh, so she's got Oregon there. To one other regional, I do want to mention, we met, you talked about UCLA didn't get through. San Diego State was the team to get through there. Uh, yep. They did win the regional over Liberty and Grand Canyon. Um, they they head to Utah next. Uh, yeah, so Salt Lake Utah City. There. What's that? Utah gets to host now, so that's exciting. Yeah, they have been on a run here, and you mentioned that you you felt like they would handle that regional pretty well against Baylor and Ole Miss uh, with the size of the park. They kind of get the same thing here. Do you have thoughts on San Diego State, and is there anything there? I mean, I'm kind of liking San Diego State now that I've like seen them a couple times. I think it's going to be probably a more difficult regional than we could initially think, or super regional. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, Utah makes that Pac-12 championship run to, to steal a 15 seed, and they've got to be thrilled to be hosting a Super Regional now. Um, yeah. A hell of a run for them to really set them up. Uh, the other one that's, that is an upset here and something else that we talked about last week, you know, I, I said it, and you were, you were right quick behind me, was LSU as a host I was surprised by. And I, like you said, I'm sitting here in an LSU T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were good enough to host. I thought maybe UL should have been a host as well. Yeah. Um, and today they, you know, UL wins two games in a row against LSU to to steal that one. And the last they were down, uh, down a run heading into the sevenths. Quickly got two on, moved them over, and brought them both in to win the game. I'm. Uh, I don't know if you were watching this one, but it was an intentional walk. I saw that. Yeah, and, and the pitcher couldn't. 
throw an intentional walk. Yeah. So the intentional walk, the first pitch got got past the catcher as a strike, like right down the middle. Catcher yeah. drops it, goes to the backstop, and the winning and the tying run scores from third. And then like the next one was right in there for another strike. And mm-hmm. uh, the girl who got who got the game winning hit was talking about it because she was like, "Yeah, they they were doing a catch, catcher was clearly standing." Um, she's like, "But the pitches kept coming in the zone." So she's like, "With two two, I was like, well, I've got to be ready to hit." She just threw it down the middle again, and I just yeah tried to go the other way with it and drove in the game winning run. So LSU went to try to do the intentional walk with second and runs on second and third to load the bases. That also begs and, the question of why we don't just let the hitter get on base. Like, why do, why does the pitcher have to pitch? Yeah, and and they do that in college baseball. You just go. Obviously, major leagues does do it. You know, but uh, I, I did not see how Georgia Clark got tossed. Did you? Yeah. So she, um, I, I think she was squared around to bunt. I doubt she was actually bunting. Um, and the ball came inside, and she pulled it back. I didn't have the sound on. I had I had we just got back from the uh, from the fishing trip, but. Um, the ball came inside and got away from the catcher and the ump called, I believe a foul ball. Cause they sent the runner back to first, even though she very clearly didn't contact the ball. Um, mm-hmm. and so instead of being up two one in the count, it was one, two runner back at first, instead of at second, um, it ended up, I think two, two, and she popped out to the first baseman uh-huh. and uh, when she, when she, when the, you know, the girl called, it was a foul territory. So Georgia didn't move. And so when she caught it, she just turned around to the umpire and just, pointed and said something obviously we couldn't she was facing it the way the cameras were all kind of pointed yeah. inside you could see her point and the upper umpire just hit her with a quick like point you're gone see ya um also the second um ejection of the day because tim walton got tossed in the stanford game against florida so exciting <laughs> ejections all around it's 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 high emotion time um so yeah so now uh, we were heading we were, we were very close to having a louisiana super regional between uh, that- I was excited because I think the way it works is whatever team, you know, if McNeese won against Washington, um, I think it's whatever team beats the highest seed gets to host Super Regional, like if you're both unseated, because um, I, I think that's how Mississippi State got to host last season. Um, but obviously this doesn't matter anymore, but for, I guess, a little tidbit of information, I do believe McNeese's softball field is turf, and I think we had yeah. this discussion last week or whatever that you can't host with a turf infield um or a turf field so louisiana would have been able to host but now they have to go up to seattle so yeah they get the long long trip up to washington um i'll put you on the spot there obviously washington taken to the brink there uh by mcneese uh minnesota north colorado the other teams that we talked about it last week ul is is in the top i think five or six uh, rpi wise heading into this yeah. tournament that's a good softball team yeah, I, I expect Louisiana to win that, that Super Regional for sure. Just Washington <clears throat> today, and I think a little bit this weekend, like I haven't been entirely impressed, um, especially like with their depth of pitching. Um, I think Louisiana is the better team, and they're going to win that reg- Super Regional. All right, so that's that's uh, coming down the, our side of the bracket, the Florida State side of the bracket there. That's uh, yeah, Florida State of Georgia? You want to make a pick there? or? Um, I'll go Florida State. Well, good pick. Good pick. Uh, so she's got Florida State. She has Oregon over Oklahoma State. She's got Louisiana over Washington. These are not, this is not betting advice. I have to say that because I, I write that picks article during the year and I just need to remind everyone we're just people at a keyboard. We're not actually <laughs> betting professionals. Please don't come back to us. Uh, San Diego State and Utah. I think you said you like Utah there, but you do like San Diego State as well. Uh, Tennessee and Texas, two teams I think you probably know a decent amount about. Uh, Tennessee gets through Louisville, Indiana, and Northern Kentucky, Texas. I think they rolled through theirs. I don't. I think they. I think they swept through theirs. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of the Texas uh, regional just because a the Longhorn Network. Like the only time I got to see <laughs> the Texas games is on the seven innings live when they have like the quad box. Yeah, the quad box. Yeah, that was that was clutch. I love that. Um, and I'm assuming they're going to have it next weekend too. But I I like Tennessee here. I don't think. I mean, Texas probably takes a game um, or makes it interesting, but I, I think Tennessee is going to come out on top. One of the hotly debated conversations last week in our comments as well was this Alabama softball team. Uh, everyone pissed. We, we, we discussed them getting a five seed despite seemingly not being worth it. But um, 
they get the five seed and then they get three, I don't know if we call them mid-majors in softball, but uh, non-power yeah. five teams in Central Arkansas, Middle Tennessee, and LIU. Uh, you had Central Arkansas as a team to watch there. Um, obviously, Alabama comes through it, and then Northwestern gets through Kentucky, Miami of Ohio, and Eastern Illinois. You like Northwestern? I I think Northwestern could win, especially because – I mean, we still don't necessarily know the status of Montana Fouts, like in the games today. Um, she was in uniform. She had a knee brace on. She was seemingly warming up in the bullpen, but she didn't play like at all, um, which is probably the smart move. Um, but that's that's we still don't know like how she's going to be next weekend. Um, and I think Alabama just didn't. I mean, obviously, I said this last week, too, like they just did enough to win this <laughs> regional. Um, but also in that same breath, like Northwestern almost lost their regional today too. Um, I I think they I don't think they went to um, a, a winner take all game, but I mean Miami of Ohio definitely gave them a lot more than they were expecting. Um, but I I, th- I do think that Northwestern is probably going to come out on top just because I mean Danielle Williams is so good, like she is the ace, um, and Alabama has a lot of pitching questions right now. Um, Northwestern has a lot more power bats, if you think that matters, um, than Alabama does. So, A quick update on Montana Fouts from, this is Alabama's SI.com. It says Bama Central. Maybe that's the name of the website. I don't know. SI.com slash college slash Alabama slash Bama Central, whatever. I'm just trying to give some attribution. You know, good journalism stuff. Learned that in J school, big J journalism. Uh, So Fouts was out in the bullpen tossing during the doubleheader today. they said she was. They said she was available if they needed her. Um, need her. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they won Game Seven, one zero on a complete game shutout. But I mean, she's race in a one nothing game. I feel like if you had her available, you really probably would have used her. But maybe that's just something you say. Go out there and toss the ball around a little bit for next weekend. Just something else to work on. Yeah, you know? I'm, maybe- I'm interested. I I don't want it to be like Montana Fouts. It probably won't be just because she's Montana Fouts. Um, so we'll definitely probably see her next weekend, but I don't want it. I don't want this to be the end for Montana Fouts at all. So moving up the bracket, you've got Duke and Stanford advancing through theirs. I think Duke swept through Charlotte. I think pushed them in the game they played. Maybe they played twice. I think they pushed them. Um, and when I was watching earlier, you're looking at me blank. So maybe not Stanford obviously gets through over Florida, LBSU and LMU. That's a West coast regional, except for Florida having to go all out. Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now Stanford makes the trip over to Duke, which we talked about last week, the tough break for Stanford being nine there against the eight. Uh, you like our ACC brethren or, or is it, uh, or is it this Stanford? Is, this is like a classic eight, nine matchup where it's like, I don't know who to pick. Um, I don't know. I feel like my answer could be completely different now than it will be next weekend. But I mean, Duke's regional was scarily easy. Um, I also, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's we'll take an, I don't know. That's fine. Yeah, we just, accept it. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's hard because I think they're, they're kind of like the same team a little bit in my eyes. Like they don't stand out either way, um, either team. So Yeah. Uh, Clemson survives their regional. They, we, I think you had called Auburn the favorite there. Clemson gets through. Yeah. Good uh, luck. I think their season's done. They've got Oklahoma next. So yeah, good luck. I mean, it it will be interesting. Also, this this begs the question now because UCLA and Florida also had two of the three uh, player of the year candidates, and now only one left in Valerie Cagle and Clemson stands. So I would not be surprised if Valerie Cagle is your national player of the year. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say you wouldn't be surprised if Valerie Cagle was the, was also eliminated this weekend. I was like, that's a very strong stance from you, Glenn. No, I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> probably, but like, I think just because Maya at UCLA and Skylar at Florida were eliminated in the regionals and Clemson came out of their regional. I think that gives Valerie the uh, player of the year award, but we'll see. This, this is going to sound stupid to even come out of my mouth because, you know, I do a softball podcast and it's gotta be one of maybe 10 in the country that exists. But um, I looked up last weekend and saw Oklahoma 54 and one 
or over, over the weekend, I guess. But it, it is still the weekend. I just like I just like looked up and was just like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. It's just that's like, what, what else am I supposed to say? That's just stupid. Yeah, and then they won their game against Cal today, fifteen to three. I was surprised Cal got three runs. I don't know how it happened, but maybe they put a freshman in. I mean, yeah, I mean, let one of the student assistants take a swirl at it. It's just <laughs> run ruled their way through the regional easily, eleven zero. 11-0, I, I just don't know what to say. Like, I just saw oh, the record. Man. I was like, that's dumb. 38-3, yeah. 38, the combined scores of their regional games. Yeah, and then people were, like, just throughout the season, they're like, oh, who do you think is going to beat like, uh, Oklahoma? And people are like, oh, UCLA, Florida State. Like, those were the two top names. And now it's like, well, no more UCLA. So who knows? It is. It is now up to Florida State to do it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Any closing thoughts? Anything? Anything on your mind? It's been a really good like week weekend of softball. I think just obviously we saw it in the UCLA regional, like in Evanston a little bit, in Seattle, Tuscaloosa, Stillwater, Stillwater. I'm very disappointed Wichita State did not come out, but that's a different <laughs> discussion. I think it's just kind of a passing thought. Um, but yeah, it's been a really good weekend of softball and I'm really excited to see. I was actually genuinely surprised like how much these like picks went to chalk. Like it was very much like, oh, the seed advances um, for the most part, at least. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a really good week and I'm excited for next weekend. And I liked how much coverage you got. I, you know, yeah. if you flipped on ESPN, like you said, there was the quad box, the seven innings live. If you, you know, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, the Longhorn Network. It was it was anywhere on any of the ESPN family of networks and uh, not like there was one game on ESPN2. And if you wanted the quad box, you got to find ESPN News somewhere on some distant yeah. channel. Yeah. So. Hats off ESPN for that. Great, great uh, weekend of softball all around. Great coverage. Um, I think we'll be back next time again on Sunday. Yeah. Hopefully talking College World Series. Hopefully. <laughs> Until then, for Brian and Gwen, that's a wrap.